Good morning, everyone. I would like to share with you what I shared with my Kehillah yesterday in Shul, which I think is a very important lesson in Chinuch, a lesson in Avodas Hashem on a personal level, and a very important outlook on a person's mahalich in his Avodas Hashem. In our shiurim on Gedolim called the life and Torah of our leaders, last week I gave a shir on the Maram Shik, and in that shir I quoted a small portion of a tshuva from his Talmud, the Marshag, Reb Shimon Greenfeld, who was a Rav in Odayan in Munkach, a Rav in Hungary, was Nifter in 1930. And this is a tshuva that he wrote in Tafresh Peches 1928, a little over 90 years ago. And I only quoted the question, and I quoted the end of the tshuva, which was applicable to the Maram Shik. But I want to share with you the words of the Marshag. And the question that he was asked by a friend of his was his friend was having a, an argument with another person about a new phenomenon that was happening at Chasinaz, at Abrismila. They would put, they would turn on this instrument called a phonograph. A record player played music, Jewish music, and it played records with music of psukim and different types of songs. And these two people were having an argument if such a thing is mutter or asr. One person said, it's asr, the Mogan Avram and Simon Tovkov Samach, and Hilchas Tishabav, Avelos of Yerushalayim, brings B'Shem the Maril that when people sing psukim as songs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu laments, Aso, Aso, Aso Uni Banayach Kakinor. My children or your children have made me into a harp. And therefore, perhaps it's best not to go to such affairs, such simchas where this music is being played, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't appreciate it. Or do we say no? Asudas mitzvah is an important thing to partake in. Yes, there may be a problem with the music, so I'll close my ears, or I'll go outside. And this was the question that was asked to the Marshag. And the Marshag ans Marshag's answer blew me away. Because we think in the year 2020, 2021, that we've discovered psychology, we've discovered chenach, New innovations, we understand things. Let's read what the Marshag said nearly a hundred years ago. And he says, if not for the fact that I respect you, I would not even answer this question. Because this is not a question that has a clear-cut answer to it. Like, for example, Hilchus Shabbos and Yontif, Hilchus Basar Bechalov, Shatnez and Ribis, that if it's Usr, it's Usr for all, if it's Mutter, it's Mutter for all. But this question that you're asking, the answer changes based on the place, the time, and the person himself. 
And many times there will be an Isser Gadol Ma'id, a great Isser. And at other times it's fully permitted. And it might even be a mitzvah to do. In such shilas, one could say it has to do with the intention of the person. So the Marshag is explaining that this shaila does not have a clear-cut answer. The answer is fluid. It may change. For one person, at one time, in one place, it may be an Isr Gadol. And for another, it might be mutter. And for a third, it might even be a mitzvah. And I'm not going to th- go through the entire tshuva. But he builds the aside. And he says as follows. In Parshas Voera, Rashi and the Pasuk who Aaron Umoysha, quotes Chazal, that in one place it says, Who Aaron Umoysha, Aaron is first. And in another place, Who Moshe Aaron Moshe is first. Malamed says the Medrash Heshkulimheim, that they were both equal. And says the Marshak, I was bothered by the following question and I posed it to the Dark Tshuva, Zechrein Nilevracha. And that is that we find Chazal show that there was a difference in the morning after the passing of Aaron Akayan. And the morning of Klal Yisrael after the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu. When it comes to Aaron HaKoyin, it says, Everybody cried. And by Moshe Rabbeinu, Chazal contrasted, it does not say, And Chazal say, because when it comes to Aaron HaKoyin, everybody cried, men, women, and children. Why? Because everybody had been friendly with Aaron HaKoyin. Everybody was friendly with him and everybody lamented his loss. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, was a leader who led with a very strong personality. He gave Teichacha, he gave Musr. He was very strict with Kalah Yisrael. And therefore not everybody was 100% completely sad when he was Nifter. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was very strong with them. And the Marshak says, I'm bothered. Moshe Rabbeinu had a mitzvah, a mitzvah of rebuke. And he was Mekayim that mitzvah. Aaron Akayin wasn't Mekayim the mitzvah. He was friendly even with people who did things wrong, with Oivri Aveira, with Rishoim. What happened to the mitzvah? Mitzvah Sasei, And the Marshak answers that the purpose of Teichacha, the purpose of Musa of rebuke, is to get a person to recognize that he's doing something wrong and change his ways. There are different ways of giving Teichacha. There's the Moshe Rabbeinu way, the fire and brimstone, Mamrim Ma'isem, Imashem Kechem, Moshe Rabbeinu, the strong Manik, calling out Kla Yisrael for their deficiencies and bringing them to Tshuva. And then there was the Aaron Akoyan's way. He was Mekar of everybody, everyone was his best friend. If he would see someone doing an Avera, he would go befriend him. And then the person on his own would be ashamed. I'm such a hush of a person. Friendly with Aaron Akayun, he calls me his best friend. How could I do such an Avera? And he does tshuva as well. Aaron Akayun was Mikhaim the mitzvah of Teichacha. 
but in a way of Oyev Shalom Veraydev Shalom. Moshe Rabbeinu was Mekayim, the mitzvah of Teichacha, in the simplest sense of the word. He rebuked Kla Yisrael, and that's how he got them to change. Two different ways of being Mekayim, the same mitzvah, based on the person. Was it Moshe? Was it Aaron? Based on his Tchunas Hanefesh, his personality, based on his position, based on the time, based on the recipients. Moshe and Aaron had different ways of performing the same mitzvah. Says the Marshag, lest one say one way is better than the other. They are both correct ways of doing things. So how does one know which one to choose? Depends. Depends on the situation. Sometimes straight out rebuke will work. Sometimes it needs the love. It needs the kurva. It depends on the situation. One is no better than the other as long as they're used in the proper way. Continues the Marshag and says, we could apply the same rule to something else. We all know the famous Gemara in the end of Mesech Tamakos, that Rabbi Akiva was walking with the Talmud Chachomim, Rabbi Gamliel and others, and they saw or they heard, they heard Hamayna Shal Raimi, they heard the troops of Rome. And they started to cry, the Tamidi Chachamim. And Rabbi Kiva started to laugh. And they asked him, why are you laughing? He said, why are you crying? So they said to him, we're crying. Look what's going on. Look what's going on. These Rishoyim are so successful. How can we not cry and lament over Churba Meis HaMikdash? And Rabbi Kiva says, that's why I'm laughing. Because if that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how He rewards Oivrei Ritzainai, Kal Shekein, how much more so He's going to reward us, those who keep His Taira. And the question is, who was right? Who has the proper outlook and perspective? And Churba Meis HaMikdash, when we see a fax coming out of the Kaidish HaKadoshim like they saw, when we see the success of Rishoyim like they saw, should we cry and lament over it? Or should we laugh and be happy and say, wow, if that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for the Rishoyim, Kavachoymer is going to do for the Tzadikim. It would seem that Rabbi Akiva won, the Chachamim said, Nichamtanu, you've comforted us, we agree with you. And yet we find the Magan Avram Paskins, that if a person hears Goyim B'Simcha, Simcha with big affairs and coliseums and stadiums, a person should be mitzar over Churban Beis HaMikdosh. He should groan and be sad. Why do we say that? Why does the Magan Avram say that? Shouldn't we follow Rabbi Akiva? It seems the Psak was like Rabbi Akiva. We should be joyous and laugh and be besimcha. Look, if they're enjoying themselves, how much more so we will one day enjoy ourselves. Says the Marshag, the answer is the same. Eilu ve'elu divre'elikim chayim. When a person... Here is success of Goyim, of Rishoyim. There's two options. On one hand, he could cry over Chilul Hashem, over Churba Meis HaMikdosh. And if that crying inspires him to become closer and connect with Hashem, if his mourning inspires him to more avoid this Hashem, so then that's a good Mahalach. But if his 
mourning, if his groaning is going to lead him to depression, and he's going to be sad, and he's not going to be able to motivate himself, he sees the success of Rishoyim, and he gives up because of that, then, then that's not a good mahalach. That's what Rabbi Akiva says. In that, in, that, in that way, you have to be besimcha, and use it to inspire yourself. Use it as a way, as a springboard, to more avoidus Hashem, by saying, look, ah, oh, if that's the schar they're getting, well, how much more schar I'm going to get, and I want to serve Hashem better. Eilu ve'elu divre'elekim chayim. It's too mahalchim in how to react. If the crying inspires you to avoidus Hashem, then use it that way. If it's going to bring you to a depression, then take Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva's mahalach of laughing, and using that to inspire you, the simcha to inspire you to avoidus Hashem. There's no exact iser veheter. It depends lefi amakim, lefi adam, or lefi azman. So the marshag answers and says to his friend, "Music. On one hand, you're right. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, my children have made me kekinor, banai asuya oni banaiach kekinor." I don't like it, says the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Because if that's not going to bring a person closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the music should not be played. But says the Marshag, on the other hand, a person could be sad and in depression. This is what he writes, Batsvus. A person, there are many people who are naturally not happy people. And they use music to be able to be misameach themselves. And when they're besimcha, they could serve Hashem properly. For those people, they're allowed to listen to the music, and maybe even it's a mitzvah to listen to the music. For someone else who doesn't need that, if that music is not going to bring him closer to Hashem, so you're right. If he doesn't need it, the music is a waste of time. Perhaps HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't even want him to listen. Perhaps it's even usher. Depending on the person, depending on the situation, depending on the time, that is how you apply this halacha is music mutter, is music aser, is music even a mitzvah. There's no exact science. And therefore that's what the marshag answered his friend. If it's a person who is going to be batzvus, there might be even a mitzvah for him to listen. A person who doesn't need it, and for him it's a waste of time, it would be aser for him to listen to. That, says the Marshag, is how you approach Avaidas Hashem. There are certain things that are absolutes, mutter or asr. And then there are many other things that are tali, lefi amokim, lefi adam, lefi azman. It's not cookie-cutter Yiddishkeit. Moshe Aaron did not have cookie-cutter leadership skills. Each one acted lefi tchunas nafshai, lefi what he felt was the proper mahalech for who he was and who the people that he was involved with needed to hear. Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim had the same machlaikis, but it wasn't a machlaikis. What is the proper way? It depends on the situation. If we're after Churban Abayis and we've totally been miyayish, as many Mepharshim say, Rabbi Akiva was saying, now's not the time for Yiyush. If you're going to cry and groan, we're going to be miyayish. It's not a good idea. We have to use it as a simcha for us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not, take, not discounting the fact that Chazal say we have to mourn over Churban Abayis. 
but only if that brings you closer to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, feel the Shechina Begalus. If it's going to bring you to depression, if it's going to give, bring you to Yish, that's not the right Mahalach. And the same thing is with the phonograph. At a Simcha, it depends on the situation. And that's a lesson for every one of us in our own Avaitis Hashem. It's a lesson for every one of us in our Chinuch Habanim. What works for one child doesn't necessarily work for the other child. What's mutter for one situation may be also for another situation, maybe a mitzvah in a third situation. Of course, you need das taira. You need a rav, a rebbe, a rishashiva. You need a seichel hayasher to decide what's going to work and what's not going to work, when it should apply, when it shouldn't apply. But so often, we see things and we wonder why they are and we don't know. Maybe this person has a situation why it's necessary. And therefore his heter doesn't apply to every single person. And it doesn't even apply to the person in every single situation. This is a lesson in leadership. It's a lesson in chinuch. It's a lesson that Klal Yisrael and Avodah Hashem are not cookie cutters. There are different mahalchim. L'fiyah makam, l'fiyah adam, l'fiyah zman. And just because something works now, it might need to be reassessed and reevaluated. What should we do now? Maybe the mitzvah doesn't apply anymore. Maybe the heter doesn't apply anymore. Maybe now it's an iser in this situation. But the bottom line is that there are many things that are fluid. And it's what works for one child will not work necessarily work for the other. And the sooner we understand that for ourselves, the sooner we understand that for our children, we'll become better people, better Ivdei Hashem, better Mechanchim, better parents, because we'll understand it's not set in stone. Many things are not set in stone. The Marshag came out a hundred years ago is already telling us it's not cookie cutter. That's the lesson of the Marshag. When I saw this Marshag, I was blown away. Blown away! This is a Meridiki Yesoid in Chinuch. A Meridiki Yesoid in Avaidas Hashem. That's really the end of what I want to share with you, but I would be remiss in not finishing the tshuva. And this is the part I quoted in the Shir, in the life of Torah of our leaders of the Maram Shik. And he writes at the end of the tshuva and he says, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I'm sorry, remiss is the word I was using. He writes that I'm going to argue on your premise. I see that your premise is that there's a big Indian to go to a Sudas Mitzvah. The question is, if the phonograph is such a big Isser that you shouldn't go, or you should go and figure out an Eitzah to close your ears. And I want to tell you, you're making a mistake. Going to a Sudas Mitzvah is not such a big Mitzvah. Tansing at every chasana and every simcha, to me, is not such a big mitzvah that warrants the shilat that you are asking. Ein lecha mitzvah rabba, you know what the biggest mitzvah is? To sit and learn with your chavrusa. Stay home and learn things. Learn the Torah. That's a bigger mitzvah. If they need you for a minion, okay, then you have to go. If it's a davar nachot, it's a very important reason to be there, you have to go. But stamazai, that there's an Indian to tanz at every chasen and every simcha, that I disagree with you. And he says, I'll tell you a story. When I learned by my Rebbe, the Maram Shik in Chust, and I was leaving the city to go to my chasana, and I went to say goodbye and get his bracha, and my grandfather was one of the chashva balabatim in Chust, he came along and he told the Maram Shik to tell me 
that I don't need to go to every simcha in my life. I don't have to tan at every chasana. Give me that advice. And my Rebbe told me, Bilosh and Ashkenaz, and he writes us in the Tshuva. This is, by the way, Tshuva's Marshag, Chelek Beis, Arachayim, Kuf Chof Hey. And he writes and he says, My Rebbe told me in Yiddish, As min zitztum and learnt, if we sit and learn, Hat min on nishken charata, you'll never have any regrets. If you sit with your charusa and learn, you'll never have any charata. And he says, From then and on, I always remember his words, Harbi pa'amim, Vareisi bin Isayin. And I saw clearly, They are emes and nachain. He says, Going to a simcha, if it's important, you have to say mazel tov, you have to be there, okay. But it's more a bigger mitzvah to stay and learn, stay home and learn. That's the greatest simcha, to learn the Rabbi Nisham's Torah. So of course, going to a simcha when necessary, one has to. But when a person has a suffix, if a person wants to know how long he should stay, should he give up his chavrus or should he give up his shir? Let the words of the Maram Shik ring in your ears. You never have charata for sitting and learning. These are the glorious and precious words of the Marshag. The Marshag teaching us what it means to be an Oivet Hashem. What it means to be an individual as supposed to be one of many who's trying to follow a crowd that perhaps is not matim for him and his Avodas Hashem. It's a Marshag who's teaching us that children need to be identified with their strengths, have their strengths used to bring them closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes it'll be a different mahalach than you're used to. Sometimes it'll be a different mahalach than his school or his class is used to. Sometimes it'll be a different mahalach than is another child in your family was matzliach with. But this child needs something else. This person needs something else. These are the words of the Marshag, the golden words of the Marshag. Let's take it to heart. And Be'ezus Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should give us the Siyata Dishmaya to be able to be mechanech ourselves. Chanoich Lenar, it could be yourself. Chanoich Lenar, to be mechanech your children. Using the Seichel HaYosher, the Seichel HaTayra, the Das Tayra of the Marshag. And Be'ezus Hashem, we should see Nachas from ourselves, from our children, from our Talmidim, as we all grow closer to the Rabbi Nishalaylam as long as we have the same goal. And that is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the best way possible. Kol Tov.